Freedom fans. It's Aaron. I'm here with Caitlin. Hello. She runs all of our marketing for the Freedom Family <laughs> of Companies. Yes. I'm the general manager here, the CEO of the Freedom Family of Companies. So we're going to be talking today about uh, different types of real estate investors mm-hmm. in terms of how involved they are. The yeah. Passive real estate investors, the semi-passive, semi-active real estate investors, mm-hmm. and the uh, the control freaks. I'm doing it all myself, <laughs> yes. right? I've been that guy. Uh, the, the active investors, right? Right. And, and then so there's a you know number of different ways that you mm-hmm. can invest in real estate uh, from just your money and nothing else to money, time, attention, a little bit of effort and skill to I'm doing it all my, myself, mm-hmm. hands on. Yeah. Right. So we'll get into a little bit uh, kind of deeper explanations of each of those, and I'll share some of my own experiences as well. I'm excited to hear them. Are I'm, you? Yeah, I am. I love hearing real stories. I don't yeah. know. I love I've a few them. of them. Yeah. I've not done a lot of, well, not a lot of passive real estate investment, mm-hmm. mostly semi-active real estate investments, and then a um, couple of clunky, really active real estate investment yeah. moves that I made early on. It was great for learning, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of people start is active, um, which is very hands-on, you know, based on to the people that I've talked with and who I've worked with, most tend to start with active and kind yeah. of work their way through to passive. Mm. Not all the time, um, but like I said, just in my experience. And, and an active investor, like you kind of got into, is someone who is very hands-on. They want to make all the decisions about the property mm. and they want they want to go in and get their hands dirty. Yeah. You know, I think it, I think there's something about knowing exactly what you're buying mm-hmm. that as you, after you've done some of that stuff, it gets easier to say, okay, do you do it this way or that way? Okay, yeah. cool, go for it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's hard to do that if you haven't swung the hammer, mm-hmm. so to speak, or made the buy yourself or whatever. Yeah. It's hard to just trust somebody else with those things if you haven't done it. So I can see that, uh, I can see that trend or tendency being real. I think that's what it was for me. Yeah. Just the more, you know, I just matured through the process to know a given, you know, piece of work or transaction that needed to happen in the deal mm-hmm. to where I could vet somebody else and, and trust them with it. Yeah. And and bandwidth is not a small thing either. It's like at some yeah. point you just run out of time and attention. Absolutely. Can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. Having that free time and a lot of it is a huge thing with being an active investor. You have to have a lot of time yeah. and attention and you have to want that time and attention to be able to put into your investment because it is going to require a lot of that. Yeah. When I, um, one of my first, well, I guess my first experience as a real estate investor was I moved out of a home and I didn't sell it. I just rented it. Okay. Right. And so yeah. I was an active landlord. Um, I also was an active maintenance guy. I literally <laughs> took the calls and came over and fished the, fixed the, uh, um, you know, the, the garbage disposal. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was the guy. I was the maintenance department. I was the landlord. <laughs> um, and. I was I paid the bill and whatever mm-hmm. else, right? I did all the admin stuff. So that was my first. I guess I just kind of stumbled into it, really, right. uh, in the middle of this transaction that made sense for me at the time. After that, can we just jump right into my experience? Why not, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, after that, because I kind of want to talk about our how we assess uh, how active or passive real estate yeah. investors want to be. I know you've got a, kind of a, a tool for that. Mm-hmm. But um, after I, I kind of had that first experience, I started tinkering around with, with going out of my way to do real estate investment, right? Okay. And so one of my uh, first intentional real estate investments was purchasing a property through a sheriff's auction um, that had been foreclosed. Mm-hmm. And I literally bid on a property just to get the nerves out 
because sometimes just kind of doing that first move, like I had done my analysis of how much I wanted to spend, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And a property came up and it was on my short list. I was like, uh, maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll just do a bid. I'll just do the first bid because they never sell on the first bid. Right. I'll just do a first bid just so I can get the, get the jitters of mm -hmm. like bidding at an auction, at, you know, behind me. Right. Right. And so I said, uh, $36,100. Crickets. Oh, gosh. And I won the bid. <laughs> and it was a steal. Honestly, to this day, it was probably the best uh, profit I made on a on a, wow. uh, on a a flip, right? Nice. So I, I um, bought that. Uh, it was a condo, actually. Bought it, renovated okay. it, rented it for two years, and then sold it. So mm -hmm. it was a great rental property and then also a good capital gain on the, on the, uh, on the flip. Mm-hmm. But it was a, kind of an accident. I wasn't completely committed to buying that thing. <laughs> yeah. I was really just trying to kind of get the nerves behind me. And then I ended up making a steal of a deal on a, on a really low low cost uh, property, a sheriff's auction. But the point to all of that was I needed to experience buying a prop, doing the acquisition myself. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I was, was hands on. And, um, and then I, you know, did all of the work myself. And then I found the tenant myself. I, again, did it kind of. And then I sold it myself. Mm. Um, so I went full life cycle, all of it, very hands-on. I think I hired somebody to do some painting, now that I think about it. <laughs> but it <almost laughs> but you still had to hire someone. That's exactly you went right. through that. That's exactly I didn't have a general contractor doing it or a rehab yeah. company doing it. I found that guy, mm -hmm. right? So that was pretty active. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the point of screening the tenant because that is a big portion of it is putting it up for lease, finding an, a quality applicant, and True. then or qualified applicant and yep. then getting them in there. And then even after they're in there, you know, continuing that relationship with them on maintenance yep. orders or questions they may have, um, that is very active and involved. Yeah. I had a background in HR. Okay. So unfortunately I had the unpleasant experience of having to do performance, you know, mm -hmm. issue, you know, address performance issues and I've terminated people before and all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing, there's nothing ever fun about any of that kind of work. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like a necessary difficult thing you have to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's very similar, I think, to addressing poor performing tenants where there's nothing fun yeah. about telling somebody like, hey, you're late. And if you can't get paid on, you know, if you can't pay your rent on time, you, you got to go. Right. Um, but point to that was I got good at delivering bad news in a, in a healthy and respectful way. Right. right. I had a little bit of experience with that through my day job. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was able to say, hey, just you know, you'll have five days and then we will deliver an eviction notice if you don't pay your rent on time. Right. You guys won't have a problem with that, will you? No, 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 no. So I think being good at delivering the bad news was now when I think about rentals, I think about a property manager doing that stuff for me. Right. And I want to know that they're good at delivering bad news respectfully. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, because you have to, you just can't avoid that kind of stuff. And I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Firsthand. I'm glad I did the dirty work so I could kind of like feel the difficulty of it, appreciate mm -hmm. the the skill set involved in that um, and the timeliness, how critical that is, that kind of thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I still remember those tenants. Actually. <laughs> they were really nice Aww. people. They were good tenants. Yeah, they, they uh, lived there for a couple of years. And when they moved is when I decided to sell the property. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I feel like right there, not really like cons or negative, but, you know, we're saying, you know, like it is a lot of work and it's a lot of mm. hard work and a lot of time and effort. But that also there's also to go to say with that is, because you're doing that, you have a little more um, say on, you know, what you're going to make your um, 
your standards True. and yeah. what, you know, on your application, what is, what are going to be your qualifications. Yeah. So you have a little bit more of a leeway there. Whereas if you go to property management, you know, they may have their own standards that may That's be a right. little different. That's right. In IPM, I mean, we have a qualification standard, right? Mm-hmm. And so applying a lot of exceptions to this property, that property is doable, but it's obviously more difficult. Whereas right. I owned one property at the time, right? Yeah. And so I was able to assess those those two individuals um, directly and clearly with a different degree of, um, you know, uh, detail and attention mm-hmm. to details and, and judgment or whatever than you can when you have, even when I got, you know, a portfolio of a number of properties. Right. Then you have to kind of uh, have a more formal process, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I was happy to hand off that, that dirty work. At some point. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. some of that stuff is just like, eventually, you know, you just have to decide. Mm-hmm. I think this whole conversation about, being an active versus a semi-active versus passive. It's what do you want to do for a profession? Mm-hmm. Do you want this yeah. to be an investment, a side hustle, or a career? Yeah. Right? And if you really want to be an active uh, real estate investor, then you, you're you running the renovations. You're running yeah. the landlord, you know, tenants and uh, stuff. So um, for me, I decided semi-active is kind of side hustle fit. Right. right? So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I ended up as I progressed through my experience as a real estate mm-hmm. investor. So now some examples of active. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, you could do fix and flips, mm-hmm. um, the Burr method, mm-hmm. and um, Airbnbs are oh, yeah. considered. I've never, I've never done that, but I've, it's fun stuff. I've actually I've recently looked into it um, just to like, you know, see, learn more about it. We mm-hmm. don't really do that here, but, you know, just kind of exploring different avenues. We have um, a lot of a lot of our investors do yeah. Airbnbs inside. Yeah. So that is definitely one that is active, and it that is more of a shorter term as well because mm-hmm. you know you can rent an Airbnb for one night, sure, and oh, yeah. then you have to turn around and you know at that next night you got to make sure that it's clean and yeah. ready for the next person who's going to be in there renting it for however long for X amount of time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing to think about uh, when you are thinking about Airbnbs is that is a very active type of investing. You know, the, the, the initial context of the, the bread, bed and breakfast was, this is my home and part of it will be yours for a short mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. And so they were all active. The, bed, the, the original bed and breakfast operators were all active investors. Yeah. Um, you know, literally making breakfast, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then changing yeah. bed sheets and doing all the hospitality, the concierge mm-hmm. kind of experience or whatever. Obviously, it's become something very different with Airbnb, but there are still mm-hmm. people who, even on Airbnb and... Um, uh, VBRO and all those right. services or whatever are still playing host, you know, mm-hmm. like their basement or their second or their other unit or whatever is decked out and they're still there to hand keys and yeah. give them the intro to the neighborhood and that kind of thing. So even Airbnbs, you can be, you can do actively in there. Yeah. Some people who still do as, as they kind of divide up a single home into a vacation home and their own home. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, a lot of what we are doing now is um, engaging passive investors to do um, syndications, right? Yeah. So a lot of what we're doing in FCI is pulling in matured, um, it's usually bigger investments into more long-term passive investments in mm-hmm. real estate. And uh, that seems to be a natural place for people who have done a little bit of, they've owned a portfolio of rentals, they've done, they've done some of the semi-active stuff, mm-hmm. and they're ready now to just, with their kind of knowledge and expertise of real estate investment, ask the right questions right. and then get involved and let the experts do it. Mm-hmm. Now you don't just to say, you know, you don't have to have real estate experience to be a passive oh, investor. True. You don't have to. Um, 
I feel like, like I said, I said at the beginning, typically, True. I feel like there is that pattern where they start active and work their way up. But, but I know. Yeah, you're right. There's no qualifications necessarily, right? right? So Yeah. And passive is someone, you know, who they just kind of like want to maybe like fund a deal like private money lending or something. They don't want to be involved in decision making or um, having to worry about finding a resident or something like that. They want to be very hands off and they want to sit back, relax and collect that cash flow as it comes in. That's right. I don't know anything about running a social media company, but I own one, (laughs) you know, a stock or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are definitely passive ways to do it without being an expert. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you understand how to assess the, you know, the opportunities in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys do. Speaking of assessing, you guys do some assessing as we get attention and traffic on our website or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're asking folks about how how involved and how active they want to be. Yes. What kind of stuff are we asking them to assess that? Yeah. So on uh, our website, freedomrealestategroup.com, on the homepage, there is a quiz that anyone can take. It's free to take. Okay. Um, it's 10 questions. The average time is usually two minutes-ish. Okay. Um, and there's going to be questions on there like, you know, how much time do you have? Do you have a lot of time or not a mm. whole lot of time? Mm. Um, how heavily do you want to be involved in making decisions? Do you want to be involved with like the decisions like making deciding on paint colors, uh, deciding yeah. on trim you want to do or the floor you want to do. Um, you, what kind of risks do you want to take? Do you want to mm. take a higher risk or a lower risk but still get some return back? Um, and do you want to manage maintenance? Like you were kind of mm-hmm. talking about, do you want to be hands-on with that or do you want someone else to do that? Yeah. Um, there is kind of like a middleman there as well, which we kind of talked about, um, the semi investor you know that's kind of the middleman where you want to make some decisions but you don't so like maybe you want to um i don't know maybe you want to pick the paint colors and all that but you don't want to worry about screening tenants yeah yeah. so that's that would be like an example of maybe a semi-investor you know you Mm -hmm. pick some you pick and choose what you do and don't want to do. Yeah. And that quiz will be able to, it, I mean, it's not 100% perfect yeah, to what is. Starting but point. Absolutely. And it provides examples. Um, and there's even some links that you can, you know, click on for further learning on certain things. Um, example of a semi-investor is going to be turnkey real estate investing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're semi-active. Maybe you're making a decision about a repair or a turn on the property mm-hmm. or whatever, but... Yeah. You're, you're not going to be interviewing all of the tenants. You're going to trust right. the property manager to do that. I kind of broke it down into time, like how much bandwidth do you have? Mm-hmm. Can you be? Can you run a whole side hustle kind of thing? Expertise, yes. risk tolerance, and availability, right? Because sometimes the water heater leaks in the middle of the night. Yes. Right? <laughs> it leaks when you're in a board meeting, right? Or yeah. whatever, right? Um, so if you're not available to take the call, who does? Right. right? So I think all those, you know, I guess it's tier time expertise availability and and uh and risk tolerance mm-hmm. so you know if you don't have i don't have a lot of time anymore so i don't have a lot of time to um you know to respond to maintenance calls or to right. even screen tenants which i was kind of good at mm-hmm. um, i have that expertise but i don't have that time right so i got to find somebody else with that expertise who does have that time mm-hmm. right? the availability time expertise is the in my opinion that's a big one because at all points in the real estate investment, um, you know, kind of all the various stages, there are people who know that stuff pretty well. Choosing yeah. materials, for instance, like I kind of conceptually 
know how and what to choose and why, but right. like our renovations crew, like they already have the stuff picked out. Right, it's, exactly. There's, there's no thought or work that has to go into it because mm-hmm. they did it all and it applies generally to most of our properties, right? Right. So why go through that effort and process and yeah. whatever else when somebody else has already done it for you, right? So the expertise factor is a big deal for me. Yeah, that's a good point too because it, along with expertise, knowing what is going to be good for like a rental type of investment. You know, you, I believe you and Danny talked about it. You know, you don't need the granite countertops in a rental property. Um, So knowing and knowing that you have an expert that maybe can help you on that or whether you're going through the process and you're learning it, knowing that is good, you know? Yeah. And if you have an expert who can handle all that for you and you don't even have to sweat it, that's even better. Yeah, they say um, attention is the gold of today, right? Like attention is the most valuable asset in this like, you know, highly marketed, high, um, everybody's addicted to their phones and their screens Mm -hmm. and nonstop meetings and calls coming in, texts coming in left and right or whatever. So, you know, when it comes to relationships or when it comes to business or when it comes to your family, your ability to commit attention to a given thing. Yeah. um, Both in terms of focus and in terms of longevity is what, really separates you that's what really creates value for yeah whatever you're committed to in your life whether it's being a great father in my experience my, <laughs> my, uh, uh, ex- as an example or being um, a great marketing expert or whatever your ability to give attention to it is the value add in that right. situation right so the expertise um, is interesting to me for that reason because not having to pick the material not having to call the the tenants and all those things, mm-hmm. there's an expertise factor there. And there's also just kind of like a, a focus factor yes. there that, you know, if you take like Kath, who does all of our um, tenant screening and that kind of thing, um, she does it day in and day out. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm good at it. She's better at it. Yeah. Because she's given absolutely. so much more attention and focus. Mm-hmm. Um, she's run into the things. You know what I mean? Right. She's learned from all <laughs> those things. Right? Yeah. So I think... Uh, committed attention and bandwidth that you give to something is a, it's kind of a, a valuable criteria in determining how active you want to be in something. Yeah. Um, I'm particularly interested in the acquisition side of my um, personal real estate investments. Mm-hmm. And then having a heart, I'm starting to peel away from the renovations part. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a do-it-yourselfer. I like swinging a hammer and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm peeling that, but the I'm, I've com- completely resigned to, uh, giving property management maintenance and that kind of thing away because mm-hmm. I think I was pretty good at that, but just the bandwidth, the mental bandwidth yes. and trusting that other people have all those different functions broken down into kind of skilled expertise mm-hmm. areas. And uh, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. That's my rant. Yeah, no, I feel that's <laughs> a good point though. Cause I feel like a lot of times, you know, um, I'm in the process of buying my first home and our, mm-hmm. our idea is to live there for a few years and then turn it into a rental just okay. like you did. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up in the industry with my parents and everything. So, but something I didn't think about till just now is a lot of people, you know, they, or at least me, I thought that you, you acquire this property, you renovate it. If you're an active investor, you know, you renovate it, you do all the grunt work and then either you're selling it or you are trying to rent it. If you're trying to get it rented, once it's rented, rented, it doesn't end there. You know, no, it keeps going right. on. And so that time, for me, time, I would think is the biggest thing that yeah. I would be asking myself is do I have the time and attention? And if I do, do I want to give up that time and attention, mm-hmm. you know, 
I don't have a family right now, but if I did, mm -hmm. that would be a bigger question to me. Whereas sure. right now I don't. So I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, I can. You, you don't have a family, but you still have a social life, right? Yes, so like yeah. you got plans on Wednesday night and the call comes in about the roof leaking. Are you gonna, do you want to be calling the maintenance yeah. guy and all that kind of calling the tenant and arranging that? So yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to have a family to not want to be yeah, interrupted and Absolutely. be constantly available. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good observation. Yeah, I think I, I think early in my experience, I tend, <clears throat> I tended to think that if I can do it, I should. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the first question, and then the second question is, can somebody else do it just as well? Yeah. For a reasonable cost. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and more often than not, the answer to that has been yes, mm -hmm. as of late. So I'm definitely a passive, almost passive, semi-active. Yeah. Investor at this point, there's not a right or wrong way. Mm -hmm. I think I heard. Uh, What's his name? Some people love him. Some people, Gary <laughs> V. Gary V. You ever hear of him? Mm. He's like a marketing guy, kind of a kind of a business guru of sorts. He's got a big following. Um, so he, I heard him say something recently about how a lot of kind of billionaire investors and entrepreneurs preach a lot about focus, just doing one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and he was talking about how he's one of the least focused, um, you know, entrepreneurs and business people out there. But for him, it's not about optimizing for maximum profit. It's about optimizing for happiness in his life. Okay. And yeah. He kind of likes being a spaz and having creative <laughs> opportunities to do a bunch of different things. Yeah. I loved the self-awareness of that uh, that observation he made. Yeah. Because some people just like they want to they want to tear up a house and renovate it because it's fun. Right? Yeah. Like I yeah. wanted to do that for fun. It wasn't because I was the most cost-effective resource to do it necessarily but i i really enjoy i did some fix and flips yeah i really enjoyed renovating properties mm -hmm. for a few months <laughs> right <laughs> i was happy to get out of it when i got out of it, but i was happy to get into it when i did and i yeah. really loved doing that firsthand for a while so sometimes there's not a right or wrong way yeah you know, absolutely you could be doing various things mm -hmm. in real estate for various reasons it's, it's not always about the best dollar yeah necessarily, so. and it's not always you know like a straight cut answer either you know, there's multiple different avenues, you know, aside from what we're just talking about here today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, investors are coming up with different things and ideas on what to do with properties every day. I feel like you go on to watch TV on um, Home Garden TV Network. Yeah. You can see all kinds of different things there. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you were talking about that sparked interest, um, we were actually looking at an auction, a property that was going into auction mm -hmm. this weekend. Um, we definitely drove onto the property looked around it was yep, vacant it was sure. vacant um and we were excited you know we were like you know this is going to be our first one to do mm -hmm. and for us for us it would be more about learning the process and knowing exactly you know what it takes and what is all involved in it hmm. um you know you might watch home garden tv and it looks mm -hmm. very like i said clean cut on what's going to happen right they edit it for that 30 minute yeah, uh, you know, TV <laughs> slot or whatever. Yeah, they, they cut out the other eighty days or whatever of chaos. Yeah, and so for us, it was going to be that learning factor, and that is one of the questions on that quiz: is Do you want to become an expert at yeah. on your investment? Yeah, and that, so that was. I'm glad you wrote that down because that was a good uh, point. Yeah, getting your hands dirty helps. Like, yeah, if that's your objective, like if you yeah. want to learn the things that add up to success or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point too. Like, what do you want to know at the end? Mm -hmm. Do you want to know you made as much money as possible, or do you want to know how to pick contractors and how to, yeah. how to manage a project budget and that kind of thing? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned a lot. I remember the first time I got a hard money loan to, to fund a deal. Mm-hmm. And um, that when I went through that process, uh, that financing process was the first time I had to put together a project budget. Before that, I had just, I was just winging it. Right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. If I hadn't been a hands-on investor at that t- at that stage, I wouldn't have learned those things. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, yeah and just because just because you do one doesn't mean that you, that's what you continue to do. You know, right. maybe you start maybe you start with passive and realize that you want to get your hands dirty a little bit, and you try being a semi and you go to turnkey and realize that you absolutely love it and you want to yeah. get in the nitty gritty of things. So then you go to active or. You know, there's all kinds of, you can start anywhere and you can change it up at any time. We have, we serve a lot of first time investors who are buying a turnkey property. It's their first real estate investment. Mm -hmm. Probably most of our customers are not first time real estate investors, but a good chunk of them are. Yeah. And so, you know, they're coming to us, they're, they're buying a fully renovated property. We move a tenant in, they're cash flowing, right? Like that's their first experience. That's pretty passive. That's fairly passive. Yeah. They get pinged with certain dollar amounts or whatever when questions come up about, Mm -hmm. uh, okay, hey, we have this issue. It's going to cost 600 bucks. Could you approve it? So there's a kind of semi-active aspect to it. Um, But uh, it's a a fairly passive process. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's definitely an opportunity for somebody who enters our world that way to then go say, okay, I want to do one next door. And yeah. I want to like oversee all of it myself and, and see, yeah. what else, see, see what extra thing I can learn in mm-hmm. the process. So Absolutely. Yeah. That was a good point. Yeah. Well, good chat. Yeah. We, we hit the high points, I think, yes. right? Yes, yes. Are we winning here? I okay. think so. And right. like I said, too, you guys, that quiz is free for anyone to take. It's on our website, freedomrealestategroup.com. It's on our homepage. Um, it's 10 questions, about a two-minute take-ish, minute and a half, two minutes. Um, and you'll get your answer right then and there. Yeah. And then, like I said, there's even – it can direct you to different avenues on further learning on it if you want to or if you wanted to schedule a call with someone here in our company to talk about yeah. these options. Yeah. Um, they are would be more than happy to do that. Yeah, there's three or four different people mm-hmm. that you could, you could get in contact with depending on what your interests are. Absolutely. Yeah, good idea. Take the quiz, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Take All the right. quiz. All right, like we always say here, invest smart. Live happy. See you all. Bye. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions and information on this show are not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.